All right, you guys, welcome to The Dad Presents, where we pledge allegiance only to family and principles. So that's the new new tagline. I keep changing it every week. I'm really trying to fine-tune this tagline before we go to the big show, and I think we got it now. I think that's the one. Uh, guys, be sure to go to our website, thedadpresents.com, to get on our mailing list. We're forming some alliances with some other organizations who are interested in fighting tyranny, and we expect to be kicked off social media before the end of this year. I'm, I'm certain it's coming, so please get on our mailing list. And in a few minutes today, we're going to be spreading love and liberty with our guest, Joshua Smith from the Break the Cycle podcast. Now, you're going to hear from this dude, but he went from being a bachelor in San Francisco to living with his fiance in Idaho and seven children in about five minutes. And it's a really great story. He's going to tell you all about it. Um, you know, I, I realized during this interview, we already did the interview. Of course, I, I taped this after the interview, whatever. You don't need to know all that. But I, after the interview, I've been noticing that liberty-minded people in the past couple months, the interviews have gotten a little bit more animated, a little bit more angry, and a little bit more action-oriented. Uh, us liberty, libertarian people, you know, we believe in the non-aggression people. The, uh, I'm sorry, the non-aggression principle. Um, and we're getting pushed to our limits. That principle is being violated. And I think that the tone these new podcasts are taking is indicative of the times and what we're headed for. Um, all right, so before we get into it with him, I told you guys on the last episode that I got the vaccine and I was sick for a few days and I got better and all that. But, but guess what, guys? Now, my balls have shrunk down to the size of sunflower seeds. Yep. I'm sure you heard all about Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend who got the shot and his balls turned into watermelons and he became impotent and his girl dumped him. Um, well, it seems that the vaccine had the opposite effect on me because I can't even find those little berries anymore. It's kind of nice though, because you know, as all you dads know, once you turn 40, you get those saggy old man balls. And at least a once a day, I'd, I'd sit awkwardly on my balls and it'd give me that, that uncomfortable feeling in, in my stomach where you feel like you have to vomit, but you don't vomit. So this fixed it. Vaccine fixed it. Now my balls are high and tight, just like my nine-year-old and it's great. However, just like Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend, uh, it did make me impotent, um, but the bride did not leave me over this. In fact, she's quite happy that she doesn't have to give up the butt no more. Um, look, I'm, I'm obviously I'm busting Nikki's balls, no ball intended, and my my balls are fine. Thank you for asking. Um, but I gotta say, you know, get them, Nikki. I, I'm proud of this girl. Um, and, and this podcast and other podcasts and other liberty minded folks, we appreciate it. And we are not going to let those blood soaked monsters cancel you. And it seems like more and more every day, people on, on the left are starting to learn that if they speak out against the cathedral, against the mainstream, they get canceled. Um, it's just, it's wild what's going on with Nicki Minaj. I mean, it she's on every News platform, freaking Fauci's talking about her, just like he was talking about Joe Rogan recently. And this is wild to me. It's crazy how the media turns Nicki Minaj's tweet about her cousin's friend's testicles into the biggest story on the planet. It's completely bizarre. And, it, and you got to wonder why. How does that become a story on CNN? I think it's obvious. It's obvious to me. The elites, they use Hollywood to push out their message and agenda. They always have. They've done that my whole life. They do it in the movies. You know, China 
controls what's in a lot of our movies. They literally control and don't allow anti-Chinese rhetoric in the movies. Our our um, CIA, our Pentagon, they affect what's in the movies to make sure the military is portrayed in the, in the light that they want them and that our enemies are portrayed in the light in which they want them. They know that many... Americans have an unhealthy case of hero worship and they use that. They use Hollywood for their purposes. So when of one of Hollywood minions speaks out of turn and gets off point, they're going to do their best to destroy that person. But damn, Nikki, she's not shy, man. She is not shy about fighting back. And I fucking love it. And we need to, I don't care if you like hip hop, death metal. I don't care. Support artists like Nicki Minaj, like Dave Mustaine from Megadeth, like Jim Brewer and Joe Rogan, Tim Dillon, and other comedians who are speaking out about liberty. We need to support them. We need to encourage it. We need to show them that we have their backs so more celebrities come out on our side because it's true that celebrities do have power and leverage in our society, and we need them speaking up for freedom. So get out there today, buy Nicki Minaj, and and bump that Sir Mix-a-Lot remix loud and proud in your car you know what else is going on out here california we just had an election kinda we kinda had an election i mean there's no voter id requirements out here they literally mail everybody a ballot and if you didn't get one mailed by some i don't know you can go on the internet and download one. You can go on the internet and download six. So yeah, we kind of had an election, kind of, but there's no physical evidence in existence to verify that even a single vote was cast by the person whose name is on the ballot. I mean, that, that evidence just does not exist. There's no physical, there's no physical evidence to prove that my wife's ballot that she put in the mail was filled out by my wife. So without verifiable evidence, by definition, the votes are unverifiable. We just had an election that is completely unverifiable and you cannot argue that. Can't argue it. Prove me wrong. Prove me that it's verifiable. So so you tell me, CNN, that Gavin won. But really, you're just asking me to take some bureaucrat's word for the legitimacy of the votes. And I'm not going to do that because I've been lied too much, been lied to too much by too many bureaucrats. And, and even if I did believe the local bureaucrats, which I don't, they legitimately don't know the votes are legitimate. They can't know. There's no way they could know a bunch of mailed in ballots are legitimate. So here's the deal. Since we don't have a verifiable election in California, I'm your governor now. I'm the governor. I'm the governor. I am the governor of California. Governor dad. My hair may not be as cute as Newsom's. It's pretty cute. Not as cute. I don't use hair product. I don't use gel. I just, I just, I just rock it natty. I just go natty. I just rock it as it is. I, I've been cutting my own hair since COVID arrived. That's how natty I go. So I don't have the same cute hair, but I got a big fat hog and I will never use it to fuck you the way he has with his little smooth mannequin Barbie and Ken Wanger. So I don't know. You don't think I'm governor? You don't want to listen to me? You don't want to listen to the dad? Okay, it's fine. Prove me wrong. 
Show me the evidence proving that I'm not the governor. And then I will say I'm the governor. So look, all you California serfs, peons, the dad is an elitist, but I'm still going to do right by you. And with the power vested in me by the illegitimacy of the California election, my first action of your, as your governor is to make daily oral sex mandatory. That's my first executive order. Oral sex is now mandatory. If you want to go to a restaurant, go to work. Or if you want to go to Hollywood Boulevard and lasso fireflies after 11 p.m. on Tuesdays, well, get your blowy blow blow muscles some exercise first and bring your fucking blowy passport to Hollywood Boulevard before you get out your firefly net because you're going to have to show up. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's executive order number one. And executive order number two, as governor of the state of California, I officially abolish your government, but only after you first perform your oral. Your elitist, self-serving, sycophantic, psychopathic, narcissistic rulers have no more power over you. The emperor has no clothes. Congratulations. You are now a free people. Rejoice. Re-fucking-joice. I mean, look, we, we got it. We have to abolish government. I have to do that as your governor because they're trying to mandate the vaccine passport out here. So basically, anywhere you go in public in California by the end of October, you have to show that you were vaccinated. And guess what? Your children will have to be vaccinated as well. So guys, I've been trying to make this point for a very long time. And let me make it perfectly concise and clear to you. This fight is not about whether or not you should get vaccinated. That's That's up to you. This fight is about whether or not it's your choice to make. I believe it is. As your governor, I believe you have body autonomy. But this is it, guys. It is do or die time out here in California. Do or die time. If, if we let this go down without a fight, we'll have social credit scores by 2024. Guaranteed. I've not led you astray in 18 months. We will have social credit scores by 2024. You will need a vaccine to vote. Not that that matters anyway. Which is ironic. It's ironic because to get vaccinated, to get, to get the vaccine, you have to show ID. You have to show your ID to get a vaccine. It's racist to show an ID to vote. But it's not racist to have to show an ID to get vaccinated. So by that logic, if you're in California, you try to go to a restaurant and they won't serve you and you're black and they won't serve you because you don't have your vaccine passport. Well, it's racist because by their very own logic, as a black man, it's hard for you to get ID so that you can get the vaccine. Feel me? That's the narrative. That's the narrative. We need to start, we need to start adapting their narrative. Fight them with their own narrative. Fight them with their own narrative. My body, my choice, and vaccine passports are racist. I mean, look, guys, sorry about that big truck just went by. I don't know if you heard that. But look, this can only go in two directions at this point. There's only two ways this can go from here. Complete surrender. Completely surrender to the state. Show them your passport. Give in. Then wait 
two, three, four, five, six months down the road, they're bringing up some crisis about fake passports. It'll be a, a big dramatic the problem. People, they're unvaccinated and they're going in restaurants and they're getting fake vaccine passport IDs online. And that's why COVID hasn't gone away yet because COVID ain't going away. So they gotta, they're going to keep coming up with reasons. So then what? Transition to digital passports. Download it on your phone. Can't cheat that system, bitches. And now it's all over. You're at the mercy of your rulers. You have a digital passport. Let's just call it a health ID at this point. You're fat. Are you fat? It's on your ID. You want some alcohol at the grocery store? Sorry, fatty. Can't have it. It's bad for you. So look, man, if you trust your rulers, this is the path for you. Lay down, surrender, show your passport. Good luck to you. But if you don't trust your rulers, and I certainly don't, you got to be strong now. You, you got to be willing to make the decision that you will not comply. You will not comply with their fascism. And you got to publicly call it out as fascism. You got to be willing to point at fascism when you see it and say, that's fucking fascist, bro. And you got to be willing to suffer the consequences of doing so. And there's going to be consequences, but you got to take a, a stand for your principles and defeat tyranny. It's not going to come up per, without personal costs. You're going to lose friends, man. I can't tell you how many, how many friends I've lost people, people who were dear to me, but they, they think they, they, they think that it's crazy. They think we're arguing with science, even though the science supports us. People don't like to be confrontational. And especially when people are living a comfortable life in California, the weather's good, you're happy, you got a good job, you got Netflix, the food's delicious, the, the, the water's wet, you're surfing, everything's good. You don't want to rock the boat. Why would you? Life's good. But it's slowly becoming less good out here. And actually not even slowly anymore. Last year, they were arresting people for going to the beach legit people are getting arrested for going to the beach. So like, maybe you do care. Maybe you do care about your freedom, but you're unwilling to stand on principle and risk losing friends. I get it. Nobody wants to lose friends, but apathy has plagued this country for a very long time. And it's about to be the death nail. So you gotta, gotta take action. And the more of us that join forces together and take a stand, the less severe the consequences of taking a stand can be. Right? Like, they can put me in jail. They can put my guest in jail. They can't put 40 million people in jail. So this weekend, I went to a music festival out here. Very, very cool music festival. And uh, to get in, they wanted to see proof of vaccines. And I, you guys know I have the vaccine. You know, I got tiny little nuts to prove it. But I refused to show it. Not my nuts. I showed my nuts. I refused to show the vaccine passport. So... I bought the ticket months ago, um, and I'm not trying to give people working there a hard time, though at some point it's going to come to that. So instead of showing it, what did I do? I went to the trash can, and I dug through the trash and found a bracelet from the previous day of someone who did show their vaccine passport and discarded it. And that's what I put on my wrist and got in. So they can, they can, you know... They can make their rules. I'm going to skirt those rules. You should skirt the rules. And what really I should have done, it's just not gone to the concert, but I'd already bought a ticket before these rules. So you're not stiffing them any money at that point. I wanted to see the fucking concert. So I'm just going to break the rules. Feel me? 
Anyway, you have a chance to do something hard and important that your children will be proud of you for because it's going to directly affect their lives. I remember being a kid, I could get on my bike, nine years old, get out the house at nine o'clock and not come home till the sun was coming down and I didn't have to show nobody nothing. Don't you want your kids to have that same freedom because they're about to not have it. They're about to have to show, ride their bike to the park and show a vaccine passport to go to the park. Take their surfboard down to the beach, show your vaccine passport to get into the beach. Go to the nickel and dime store to buy your fucking Pokemon cards or whatever creepy shit kids are into. Show your vaccine passport to get in. Try to get a stranger to illegally buy your alcohol so you can get drunk with your 16-year-old girlfriend. Not going to be able to do it. (laughs) No, but I'm serious. Look, forced compliance over my children's body, that's the red line that the dad presents is not willing to let him cross. That's it, man. That's it. My children's bodies are non-negotiable. It's a non-starter. We're not even having that conversation, bro. Sorry, Gavin. Loosen up the hair gel. Lock me up, man. Throw away the key. Non-negotiable. Those aren't those ain't your kids. They're my kids. They're my kids. Check the birth certificate. Pretty sure they're my kids. The one looks a little more Asian than I'm comfortable with, but I'm pretty sure he's mine, bro. I mean, look, dude, I don't care if that vaccine gives my kids superpowers and the ability to teleport and see through ladies' underwear. That would be fucking great. But guess what? They're not getting the vaccine just because you say they have to. Fuck you. Now, you can mock me, you can make fun of me, you can call me names, whatevs, like the kids say, whatevs. I embrace it. I embrace your ridicule, 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 ridicule. At least four words a show, I enunciate incorrectly, and I appreciate you guys for sticking with me anyway. It happens because I got marble mouth. Runs in my family. Happens because I've partied too much in my 48 years. I appreciate you dealing with. But anyway, I embrace your ridicule. And and when it's a friend or family member, it hurts my feelings a little bit. Not going to lie. But it's so pathetic. You're cowards. You're cowards. And you wouldn't do it to my face. Even the friends, they don't do it to my face. I catch wind of it in other circles or see it on social media. It's cowardice. If you, if you really believe that, that we should prostate ourselves for the state and trust these bureaucrats and do whatever they say, then be willing to fight for it the way I am. Don't be a pussy. So look, I'm not interested in convincing people who don't want to be convinced. I don't argue with friends anymore. I love my friends. I love each and every one of them. I got great friends. I really do. And most of them have been wonderful and supportive. But I don't, most of them don't agree with me. And I don't argue with them anymore. It's pointless. What I'm doing on this show and on the Dad, Pre- the Dad Presents 
page on Facebook and the website and all social media is I'm just trying to convince enough people from, from, from my audience combined with all the other people from Brave Warriors for Freedom out there, like the other people I've had on my show and their audience, we want to tie all those people together in a unified front. We can do it, guys. All right. And before we get into it, let me just remind you about our wonderful sponsors. We are sponsored by sheathunderwear.com, the best underwear on the planet, dual pouch underwear, two pouches, one for the peen and one for the beans. I I only need the one pouch now, coincidentally, after my vaccine and my shrunken little nuts, but I love the dual pouch underwear. It's so comfortable. My wife, my, my wife has fallen back in love with my butt again, and I owe all that to Sheath Underwear. Thank you, Sheath Underwear. Use code word DAD for 20% off. We are also brought to you by the Expat Money Show, hosted by Mikhail Thorpe. New show out every Wednesday. It's an amazing podcast. If you're into traveling as I am, you know that's, that's how this family spends our money. We don't buy a lot of stuff. Not into this stuff. I'm wearing shirts from 1987, and that's the truth. I'm wearing one right now. I'm wearing a shirt from 1991, the year I graduated from high school. Everybody in our high school class got a shirt. You signed it, autographed it, then they mass produced those. That's what I'm wearing right now, high school graduation shirt from 1991. From the high school, which if, if, if I can remind you, got elected to the, the high school athletic hall of fame. No big deal whatever you can rub the dad's hall of fame thighs on his only fans account anyway not the point we spend our money not on things but on experiences travel going out to restaurants the expat money show is the best place to learn about good places to go how to go there on the cheap where to go when you're there where to stay get great adventure stories on this podcast i love it I love that show. Check it out. The Expat Money Show. New show every Wednesday. Check him out also on Facebook. And now let's get into it with Joshua Smith. <clears throat> All right, guys. Today we're on with the host of Break the Cycle. He's a representative for the Libertarian National Committee. He's a warrior for liberty and a very, very busy dad. Joshua Smith, how's it going today? Oh, I'm doing just fine, brother. Thank you so much for having me on, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, we had we had some time zone confusion. Then you got to feed the kids, all that. Um, so before we even get into all the the liberty discussion, would you mind? Uh, you know, this is the dad presents. Would you mind telling our audience a little bit about your family situation because it's a pretty fascinating story? I think. yeah, it's it's pretty wild, man. Uh, so I had a 16 year old daughter that didn't live with me um, that I've been trying to get custody of for at least a decade. Um, it's been a mess. I they were gone for five years. I couldn't find them. Um, uh, I, at one point I actually hired a private detective. I've called in so many health and wellness checks. It's, it's been, a, it was a mess. Um, and, uh, so last year I moved to Iowa to be with my girlfriend, now fiance. And, uh, she had two girls, uh, they were, uh, eight and three. Um, and then, uh, we got pregnant in April. So we had a baby on the way, uh, December 31st, um, due date. And then last October, uh, I, I got finally was able to get custody of my daughter, um, 
things got bad enough over there where it was okay. You can come get her. And so I came, picked her up, but she had two little siblings too, that aren't mine. They're my, my, uh, my ex-wives, they were going to go to, uh, foster care. And so through kinship, I was able to get permanent guardianship over them. Uh, you know, the next step would be adopting, but for now, nobody can take them away from us. Then I had my son, December 31st. And then, uh, my, when we went down to pick up my daughter, who was 15 at the time in Arkansas, she was pregnant. And so she had my first granddaughter, uh, March 14th, the day after my birthday. And so, and so we have seven in the house, two are babies (laughs) under a year. Uh, it is an absolute wild ride every day. (laughs) I can't even imagine. So, so you got your daughter who you were fighting for. She's pregnant with your granddaughter. She has two siblings who you also brought in. Plus your, your fiance has two of her own. Is and that, then, is yeah, that all and, of them? Yep. And then we, well, and then we had our, my son, uh, and then you're first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he's, he's big, man. He's, he's, uh, he came out nine pounds, but he, he now wears wow. two, two T and he's only like eight and a half months old. So, oh, good Lord. It's huge. Dude. I mean, do you guys live in like a, like a 17 bedroom castle? <laughs> it's a, it's four bedrooms. Uh, it's four bedroom. Oh, it's Lord. about 2,500 square feet, which in Iowa, you know, I left California last year. Yeah, for for Iowa, and I, yeah. I actually we're make, getting ready to do the same here. We're yeah, in California. You got to go, man. It's it's yep. time. But I I uh, I I get paid two dollars an hour more here. Like Iowa salaries are on par with. Mm-hmm. I'm for the Bay Area. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so uh, they they um they I pay, get paid two dollars an hour more to live here. Uh, I was renting really? a, a bedroom oh. for over a thousand bucks a month back back in, in the Bay Area. Here, that's a steal. Yeah, here I'm paying seventeen hundred dollars a month, and I have a twenty five hundred square foot, four bedroom, three story house uh, with a giant backyard, and and so yeah. it's, it's it's amazing, dude. Amazing. Yeah, in my California neighborhood, that that'd be like two point five million. Yeah, it's it's, it's definitely over definitely over one point five for sure, no doubt about Jeez. it. And it's I think we could buy if we if we get the option to buy the house, I think it's under three hundred thousand dollars. Crazy, wild. Two, two, yeah, people people are waking up, and you know. So, so on to Liberty dad, like yourself, I mean, this, what's going on right now, it's, it's, um, it's so important to dads, to families. I mean, we're talking about the entire future of the country. And, and a couple of days ago, I saw on Twitter, you made like a pretty powerful video True. asking for mass non-compliance. And I've been asking my audience for the same. I'm, I'm living it myself. And I feel like 20% of the population refusing to comply could could make all of this nonsense with the mandates go away. Sure. Um, and to prepare for that, you know, they're going to demonize the hell out of us. They're going to call us terrorists. They're going to s- label us bad people. We're going to become persona non grata. So right. I'm, I'm wondering, like, in your opinion, what does mass non-compliance look like? And do you think it'll work? Sure. Well, <clears throat> any time in history uh, that there's been any kind of non-compliance movement or, you know, the sit-ins, stuff like that, where, where people are being villainized, uh, a huge subset of people being villainized or uh, segregated for that matter, um, they've had to wade through some pretty terrible shit. You know, mm-hmm. we, when, you, when you look back on the history of blacks in America, uh, you know, trying just trying to, to become equal in this country, they yeah. had to deal with a lot of bad shit. Well, now we're facing a time where, and I, and I don't want to, I don't, I don't necessarily want to, you know, compare it to the, the fight for, for civil rights for blacks or, or right. women's suffrage or any of that stuff. But there is, there is, there's parallels. Some, yeah. You there are parallels. It's undeniable. Yeah. yeah. There's parallels to, to that. There's parallels to the, you know, the Weimar Republic and Nazi Germany, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and they'll, they'll demonize you for bringing those things up because sure. they know that you're waking other people up. But, but it, this is. 80 million people in this country 
have not taken the vaccine. A third, almost a third of the people in this country have not taken the vaccine, not one shot. And if those people aren't, it's been, it's been months and months and months. Those people aren't going to take the shot. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? They, they're, I see, you know, if you go to left book, right? Like if you go to like, like Occupy Democrats or some stupid sh- shit like that, you're going to, sorry, this is a family show. My bad. No, uh, no. Okay. 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 <laughs> I, I cuss <laughs> a lot, man. You know, you know, I roll, you know, I roll. So, uh, but if you go to, if you go to left book, you go to Occupy Democrats, something like that, you're going to, you're going to get this terrible black pill feeling, feeling that uh, everybody is going to comply, but that's simply not the truth. Step outside of those, those democratic spaces online, and you will see that there are huge swaths of people saying, I'm not taking this, this experimental shit. And, and I know here's the thing. I think they're lying to us about it only being 80 million people. I really do. I think they're lying to us. I think they're saying there's only 80 million so that other people maybe. Will go and I mean, out here in California, it feels like 80 million is an exaggeration in the other direction. Like sure. everybody I know is vaccinated. So who who really knows the truth? Sure. Um, you know, but like I'm not I work in healthcare. I'm not anti-vax. I actually did get the vaccine two weeks ago because this I've I've gotten information from from people in healthcare that this new variant, I, I felt like it was the best decision to make for me. Right. But I'm on the non-compliance team. Like I'm not showing my papers. We went to a festival this weekend. You had to show your, your card. I wouldn't do it. Wasn't good. I wouldn't do it. So instead I dug a a wristband out of the trash and went in that way. Like, I'm not going to show it. Like whether you're vaccinated or not is not the point, whether you believe in the vaccine or not is not the point. Point is, is it my fucking decision to make, or is it the government's decision? Right. Right. Um, I don't know. Are you, are you like anti-vax or no, not at all. I've had every single scheduled vaccine that they've had. Obviously, I didn't take that stupid HPV vaccine. That was one that actually, you know, if people studied some of these vaccines mm-hmm. that they push, like the HPV vaccine that has killed teenagers. Sure. Uh, I mean, 100% without a doubt has killed teenager, teenagers yes. and given and and helped to give cancer to teenagers too. Uh, you know, there are some vaccines I'm not going to take, but I mean, everything that I've ever been scheduled for. Uh, I've taken the polio vaccine. I shit. I got anthrax vaccine. I got the uh, smallpox vaccine when I was in the military. Mm-hmm. Like these are pretty, you know, anthrax fucked me up. Like there was a huge class action lawsuit uh, against the, the DOD uh, for pushing the anthrax vaccine because they basically tested it on us. Mm-hmm. And uh, yep. and and, uh, you know, I've had all kinds of autoimmune. Dis- I've had alopecia and all kinds of shit. And we know it's because of that vaccine. You know right. what I mean? Um, but yeah. they the thing fell apart. Of course, this class act, class action lawsuit got thrown out of court because it was against the DOD and nobody wants the DOD to get sued, you know? So, um, that's, you know, that's, yeah, that's I'll tell you what. Yeah. I, I got sick after the vaccine and I'm not trying to scare people. I guess I was sick for three days. I was like, well, this is about what COVID would be like. So what was the fucking point? Right. Um, and I've gotten all the vaccines and I'm not anti-vax, but I'll tell you what, with the way they've pushed this one, I'm going to think five times as hard about any future vaccines for myself and my kids and now in california we have an 11 year old he's about to turn 12 they're going to mandate 12 year olds have to get them there's no there's no fucking way i'm giving them that vaccine what i've been saying dude i said it it starts with you and it moves to your fucking children are you Mm -hmm. gonna are you gonna stand up and make sure that your children don't have to deal with this shit because i know people who have lost their children this vaccine already you know what i mean you do you know 16 17 year old yeah in in california lost lost a child to this vaccine now of course you never saying, see no, that on the news you're never oh, yeah, seeing no, that they're saying it was something else it was something else the parents are like no it was absolutely they you know took the first shot oh, a day two days later one day later dropped it boom gone heart attack. right 
Wow. In your in your teens to to a kid who's not who, who's at no risk from the yeah. disease. A 16 year old is going to be fine. Kids have a better chance of getting struck by lightning and dying that way. The, yeah, literally more kids died from drowning in the last year than COVID. I mean, that's more kids more kids died of suicide than than COVID. And we're locking them in their houses and muzzling their faces and keeping them away from their friends and it's like we won't do that with our kids. We found all the families in the neighborhood that don't care about COVID and we just socialize them. We don't care. You know, we, we, uh, we're now my, my kids are gonna, they're, they brought the mass mandate mandate back in Iowa. Mm. Supreme court blocked a, 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 a law that got passed in the legislature here that made mass mandates illegal. You can't require a mask, uh, for schools and businesses. The Supreme court blocked our law in our state. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> And so my kids aren't going to comply. So, that, so that's the question, right? right so you, you say it's it's more than 80 million, um, whatever it is. <laughs> let's say it's 80 million. If if half of that, if 40 million people refuse to comply with these um, with these passport things, because the passport leads to the digital passport. We all know that the oh. digital passport leads to social credit score. Yeah. And then now every aspect of your life is controlled. So if 40 million people refuse to participate in this. Is that enough to make this go away? Or is it is. Certainly. Are we destined for like a violent revolution? Yeah, one hundred percent. I think. I think you know that's one hundred percent. It's almost four, four, No, I'm saying forty percent of uh, or, of or uh, sorry, forty million people uh-huh. non-compliance in this country. That what they, they can't. They can't do it. They can't do anything. There's nothing they can do. They're not going to arrest forty million people. They They're can't. not going to arrest 40 million people, but they you can just let those people become second class citizens. Like right. You know what I mean? Like 40 million people. Okay. There's 40 million people who aren't working. Like, does it necessarily stop the trajectory of what they're doing? When society beats down on people like that, um, we've seen through history that they will turn around and fight back, you know? And, and I think that, you know, I hate to say it. I hate that to think that that might be what happens, but I think at some point people in this country are going to stand up to the government. I think it's going to happen. Um, and I think we're probably closer than we think we are, you know, especially these, these flyover states out here. Mm-hmm. They're not dealing with that shit, man. They are no. not going to, they are not going to put up with it. Florida is not going to put up with it. Texas is not going to put up with it. It's, it, you know, it's, yeah, we're going to have a national divorce in this country or, or there's well, going to be, you know, be violence. I mean, that's what people like you and I want, I think is a national oh, yeah. divorce. Like we're fine with that. Live, and now with interestingly enough today on Instagram, Sarah Silverman, you know, far left to Sarah Silverman put a, put out a, a, a post, her, her podcast asking for secession saying that might be the best thing. So yeah. I think a lot of people on both sides are starting to wake up to the reality that there might not be any way for us to come together on our differences at this point. And there certainly isn't it's not, it, you know, there, there's been a lot of things that have been taken, taking us down that road to begin with. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but it, it it hit full steam when it came to a point where half of this country thinks they can enforce their own medical rules on the other half of this country. There's no more getting along. There's no right. more coalescing around anything. It's over. These mm-hmm. people cannot live with us and we cannot live with them. We are not going to accept forced medical tyranny. Period. No, no. And, and when you start looking at that half and start calling them terrorists, like, well, wh- where do you go from there? If you're oh, man, I'm a libertarian, I'm already, John yeah. Brennan already told, told me on national television right. that I'm, that, that I'm was back a, in January, extre- a right wing extremist terrorist because I want freedom. Mm-hmm. So no, he literally said that about, yeah. about libertarian. He's, he said that the people at the Capitol 
and this group and that group and libertarians and even libertarians are are, are domestic terrorists. Wild. So, so because we want freedom, because we don't want the government to impose its will on us at every single turn, we're mm-hmm. domestic terrorists. No, that's not wow. how that works. They just change the meaning of definition. They just change the definitions of words all the time, constantly. You know what I mean? That's that's what they do. That's yeah. how they. That's how. And they, and then you know, seventy percent of the population is so stupid they don't care or they don't know. Well. <laughs> A lot of the population is dumb, but a lot a lot of the population is also just very we're very comfortable here in America. And when you're comfortable, it's it's hard to care. You know what I mean? Like when you when you can come home and you got a hot meal, you got a roof over your head and Netflix is on. It's hard to care. Pumping the media into your into your eyes and your ears, and they're telling you everything's fine. Meanwhile, they're pissing on you. You know mm-hmm. that's that's literally what they're doing. They're pissing on you and telling you it's raining. I mean, that's really what they're doing, and it's it's bullshit. I mean, I, yeah, like this like this mask mandate. There's been six kids in the whole school district that have gotten COVID, and they're they're bringing back the mask mandate, and they're going to try Wild. and vaccinate the children. No, hell no, yeah. no way. Well, my my 12 year old is home right now because someone in his school got COVID. So anyone who was within like a 20 foot radius of that kid is now home for 10 days. And that kid and that kid probably has almost no symptoms. He's at home yeah. just chilling, playing video games like right. well, I, don't, I got two weeks off of school. You know what I mean? Pretty much. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. And when you talk about, you know, the divide in the, in the nation, we just had we just had an election out here. Right. Um, and I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I'm a libertarian. But I was supporting Larry Elder because Larry Elder was saying he's going to get rid of the mask mandate. Sure. There's going to be no vaccine mandate. That's all I need to hear. I'm on board. Um, but this election, much like the last election, there's no there's zero accountability. Uh, they they mail the ballots out. You don't have to show ID. You don't some you could print a ballot off the internet. So there's no actual way to verify that that votes are legit. Like you can't prove it. There's literally no proof. Like you can tell me I have to trust the election, but I don't. I don't I don't trust it because there's no proof. I'm not going to take a bureaucrat's word for it. So without trust in the elections and half the country at this point doesn't trust them, they really don't. At least 40 percent of the country doesn't trust them. There's only three ways it can go. Right. You can fix the elections and you can require um, you can require photo ID. You can fix it. That's not going to happen. Like Texas just passed. Yeah, sure. Right. Um, Or half the country just gives up and gives the other half permanent control or you have a revolution. So like. What do you think is the most likely way that goes? I think we just give the Democrats everything west of Utah, man. <laughs> At this, you know, I don't, yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, you know, I, I was watching a news clip from from uh, the the election this past election with Elder and and uh, uh, Newscom. Uh, they they uh, I hate that guy by the way yeah. so much. I, I could I could do a whole podcast on all my hate for Gavin Newsom, but um, I feel uh, like I'm, same. Uh, I watched news like an actual newscast where they just deleted 350 million or 350,000 votes off the count for, for uh, Larry Elder. What they what say that again? Yeah. Just like deleted. Like it was like one second. It had like, it was like 40% or something. And it had like 350 more votes. And then it just like re updated and dropped 350 votes off the counter on TV, like on national television. I watched it happen. Really? Yeah, I didn't dude. see that, but now you've you've challenged whether or not uh, we can trust uh, elections. So you're canceled. You can't yeah, do that. You're canceled. Sorry. It's funny because <laughs> it's it's funny because no one ever got canceled before. You this, saw that right? on the news. You saw yeah. it change. Saw it with in my own time. eyes. Yeah, yeah. 
And, and I, here's the thing. Like, I live with in the California voting? and I didn't know that because th- that kind of oh, news well, just does not travel out here. Right. You know, I was watching closely. I'm a Cali boy. I'm, I, you know, I, I do love my home. I just hate the politics and a lot of the people. But uh, no, here's the thing, dude. We we no one ever got canceled for talking about election integrity before 2020, dude. No. Like nobody. I mean, George Bush, uh, Bill Clinton. Uh, uh, Obama. I mean, there was there was election fraud, rampant election fraud, and all those elections, and everyone knew it, and we brought it up, and no one got canceled. No, everyone was like, "Yeah, there probably was election fraud," you know, blah 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 blah. But then you do it. Well, they're still saying it about 2000 and 2016. They're still saying there was election fraud. Yeah. Oh yeah. I know. You're allowed to say it about those two elections. Yeah, but if you say if you say Trump lost to election fraud, or or any of these people, you know, these these new Republicans against these new Democrats. Uh, are losing because of election fraud. You're canceled, dude. And that's true. I mean, they'll pull you off. Facebook, uh, YouTube will shut down your whole channel if you even like use the term election fraud. And I don't know why. You're well, on you Facebook. do know You're why. You know why. Well, yeah. I mean, I know it's, why. Yeah, it's I guess the same with why. that. It's the same with that other word. Uh, Iver, you know, that drug. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I talk about that on my on my channel all the time, though. So, they, and I have, and there's all those videos are still monetized. So hopefully they don't. Oh, really? Throw me off. Yeah. I've been pretty good about it. I think that, I think they're switching up because here's the thing like like the media pushed this this bias that you know the i word was just a horse dewormer and that's it um and then when the truth came out and and we found out that doctors were already prescribing it to people mm-hmm. and had been prescribing it to people for the the, the almost the totality of this pandemic yeah well you can't now you're saying to trust the science but you're not trusting the doctors that are trusting the science yeah you, you know want to here's here's the crazy thing i have a, a sibling who was just prescribed it um and took that prescription to the pharmacy pharmacy they won't it. they won't fill it Mm-mm. they won't fill it they're over the pharmacies are now overriding the doctors because of politics who funds I, the who funds the pharmacies dude i mean that's that's wild you're telling me you're telling me trust the science trust the doctors the doctor writes a prescription and then a businessman is overriding it yep. that's fucking insane to me i've heard that story a couple times too i mean people not being this is my family i hadn't heard that yeah, we just yeah. we just lived that so you're talking about you just moved to Iowa. Uh, my family's been preparing for about six months now to expatriate. We we hired a consultant. We went to Panama. We we got our um, temporary visa. We're going back in January to get our permanent visa. We might move there. We might move to Pennsylvania, do half and half. We don't know. But when I was in Panama, I picked up like a fucking lifetime supply of, of that drug. And I've been handing it out. And it works. I mean, it yeah. it works. It works. There's nothing wrong with do- using it. Vaccine. Whatsoever. There's no side effects. None. I've taken it very regularly. There's no, and then, you know, the whole Joe Rogan thing. And then NPR puts out a piece that, that Joe Rogan is taking horse to warmer. I mean, Joe Rogan has access to the best doctors in the world and they prescribed him that, right? They prescribed him that. Yeah. And, and monoclonal antibodies. I mean, that's really, and a CPAC. I mean, there, I've heard so many people, I know people personally who've gotten severe COVID. Mm-hmm. And healed themselves with that exact monoclonal antibo- antibodies, ivermectin, and and, and a, a ZPAC. It's working. It is working for people. Mm-hmm. And we're being told, no, it's not, even though we know people that it's working for. Yeah, You, you have to think about the 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 psychology behind that, behind just how fucking crazy these people are to tell you you haven't seen what you've seen with your own eyes. And then turn around and tell you they basically act like 90% of the people who get COVID die. Mm-hmm. But that's, it's the uh, complete opposite. I mean, it's 90, 99.5% live. Yes. You know, yeah. under 80, under 80, that goes up significantly, you yeah. know? And it's like, it's like we've had COVID, you know what I mean? Like it's shit. I've had way worse flus, way worse flus. 
I yeah. mean, a hundred times, dude. And I'm a 25 year smoker who's kind of overweight, not in the best shape of my life. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. and, and I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And, yeah. and the kid's fine. Everybody's fine. Well, that's anecdotal. And don't believe sure. your own story. Sure. Believe, sure. believe what you see on CNN. I also have <laughs> antibodies, you know? So why, why would I go and get this fucking, this like, experimental bullshit shot into me that's having all kinds of side effects for all kinds of people if you had covid yeah getting the shot as, as someone who got the shot two weeks ago i never got covid because i was on ivermectin for the past five months sure so so i wasn't going to catch it i've been I've, I've flown five times i've been in three different countries i've been around covid positive people haven't yeah. caught it i chalked yeah. that up to the ivermectin anyway if you've actually had covid as, as a healthcare professional, there's no reason to get that shot. None. Zero reason. In fact, yeah. it might be more dangerous for you to get it. Well, especially because if you're in healthcare, you, you, when you got COVID, if you got COVID from healthcare facility, you probably had a huge viral load already. Like huge. Sure. Yeah. You you're know? picking up a little bit every day you're in there. Yeah. My and wife survived it. Yeah. Yeah. I like, dude, no, hell no. Back off. And then, and then, uh, um, yeah. And so, so this, this is a total anecdotal, anecdotal story that I just, that just happened to me, dude. Okay. Uh, we had some guys visiting from out of town at, at, uh, at my work, right? We all work in a little cubicle office, very small. We're all really close to each other. Mm -hmm. Um, myself, my boss and the the three other guys in the office have not had vaccines. And, okay. and my boss is like, no, none of us are getting it. Fuck that. Right. The, the guys that came from Wisconsin that were sitting literally three feet away from me for a week, both tested positive for COVID. Okay. And, and are sick, very sick, um, when they left and, and they had, they had it while they were in the office with us. Okay. Both vaccinated. None really? of us, none of us got sick. Zero. So the vaccinated guys got it. You They're guys. the only ones in the office that got sick. We're both the vaccinated guys. That's it. Nobody else. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be interesting in a decade to see like what the actual truth was about all of this, because at, at this point, I don't know. It, I would believe I, I'm open to believing any conspiracy theory at this point because they've, they've taught, told such ridiculous lies and discredited themselves so bad that that I don't know what the truth is. And the it real conspiracy anything. at this point is believing that they're telling you the truth, my friend. Yeah. The, well, there's the a zero percent chance of that. They've already yeah. proven they're not telling the truth. Like they've been busted in how many lies at this point? I mean, they've oh, so many. Yeah, it's so it's, many. If, if you believe them at this point, you just like you said, you're, you're dumb or, or you're lazy. Yeah, that's that's really it. Um, all right. I want to, I want to shift gear a little bit. I know, I know you have your show to do, so try to get through some of these, these things, um, you know, in the, in the libertarian, libertarian party in the Liberty circle, there's, there's always like unnecessary drama. It feels like it feels very high schoolish at times. And I just saw on Twitter the other day that, that Reed Coverdale yourself, Clint, all three of you have been on the show, all prominent libertarian voices, Someone's attacking you guys with personal attacks about being like standing up for a domestic abuser or some shit. Yeah, it's what, it's what what's going on there? What, it's all the it's all fake, dude. No. So uh, here's the thing. Uh, several months ago, my friend Kevin Hobie, a uh, hobby. Sorry. He was the chair of the Oklahoma Libertarian Party um, and and also one of the executive producers of my show. He sends one hundred dollars a month for Patreon. It's the executive producer level. His name's in the credits of my after show. Uh, he's been really good to my family. He's been really nice. You know, mm -hmm. well, several months ago, I was going to have him on the show and the day of the show. All these people started coming to me saying, hey, uh, you're really going to have this hobby guy on. He just beat up his girlfriend and all this shit. And I was like, holy shit. Well, uh, 
well, let me, let me see some, some evidence here. You know, I'm not, I'm not one of the people that's just going to start blaming people off the cuff, you know? Right. Innocent. So proven guilty. Right. And so he admitted, he admitted to one thing he said, he said, yeah, we got in a fight. Um, she, you know, she was saying some really mean things to me. I said some mean things back and then I pushed her into a wall and I was like, that's pretty bad, dude. Sounds like you're going to have to, you're going to have to go figure some shit out because the whole internet knows about it. They're going crazy. So, so, uh, you know, I wish you luck. I'm not going to do the show tonight. Good luck. Good luck. Let me know how it goes. I hope you get some help, man. You know, I know, I know shit can get rough and people do bad things and, yeah. uh, you know, find some therapy and get better, bro. You know, Sounds and like that was all right thing. Yeah. And that was all that happened. He That's kept it. sending a hundred dollars to my Patreon. He's a fan of the show, you know? Okay. So, uh, I, and he, I know he went to therapy. I know he was like trying to do better. And, and, uh, and so I, you know, just didn't take him off my credits because he was paying to be there, you know, and, yeah. and that hundred dollars for my family is invaluable every sure. every dollar is for seven kids you know yeah and uh so here about uh two weeks ago uh all these people that came to us to tell us this stuff and and here's the thing so a, a couple of days after all this happened originally i found out that there was lies being spread about him and they were using that to to attack us they were coming to us saying yeah he beat the shit out of her he's beating her he beat her into a hospital bed he did this he did that he mm-hmm. did this and I, and I was like, wow, that's really bad, you know, but I never saw any, any proof or evidence of that, but then come to find out, uh, she was in the hospital for something completely different with, we've seen the proof. Um, you know, they were still talking like two weeks before, uh, this all went down online a couple months ago. And they were even talking about getting back together. And he, he, uh, he had declined because he said he needed to work, work on himself and be a better person. And then two weeks after that, she comes out public with all this stuff. It looks okay. bad, you know, but we didn't, I didn't say anything. We kept it quiet. Sounds like you did all the right things. Look, so, yeah. s- somebody who watches your show, who also watches my show, brought this to my attention and said, you should look into it. And I'm like, well, I'm just going to ask him. And yeah. I look, here's the thing. Two years ago, nobody gave a shit about libertarians or libertarian podcasts. <laughs> no, nobody did. Now, now they're, they're all gaining a lot of traction. Like my show's picking up a lot of steam. Your show's picking up steam. Reed's is picking up steam. Like yep. libertarian shows are picking up popularity. Meanwhile, CNN is, is dying very quickly. So is yep. Fox News outside of maybe Tucker. Um, talk radio's dying. Like why, is, why are libertarian voices gaining popularity, number one? And why are they being attacked, number two? Because I think it's the same reason for both. There's like this whole tirade on Twitter right now, like about these anti-podcast people and they're, and they're, and they're coming after us and they're using this situation. What they're doing is they're using this situation to bolter, bolster their crusade against podcasters. Cause look who it is. It's myself. It's Clint. It's Reed. It's, it's, it's mm-hmm. Nick uh, Ashley. It's like these people who do this media, they're come, they've always hated the podcasters. They've been very clear about it online, but now they have this situation. You know, they found out that uh, hobby's name was still in the credits of my show. I haven't talked to hobby in months. Now I'm talking to him because I'm like, yo, give me all those screenshots you have, bro. Cause if these people are going to keep, you know, calling me a domestic abuser platformer and all this shit, I'm just going to drop everything and walk away. Like with my fingers in the sky. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not afraid of any of these people because I've seen screenshots that prove all their fucking lies. I've yeah. seen them with my own eyes from her mouth and from their mouths. Yeah. And then we have screenshots of one of those guys like threatening his new girlfriend through TikTok like a bitch. You know what I mean? Like, like I, these people aren't any better. They just have they have uh, they have something to beat the head, beat, beat over the head of the podcast. Yeah. And that's all it is. Dude. I wouldn't even engage with it because, look, it that that's just the start. If 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 we are actually like building a resistance and fighting these mandates. And we're telling people to do this. 
Um, and, and that message is gaining traction and people are listening. It's going to get worse. They're going to come, oh. they're going to come at you harder. They're going to come at me harder. It's just, like it's I said in the beginning happen. of this, man, it's it, anybody who has ever stood up, uh, to injustice in history has been beaten over the head with all kinds of terrible shit. And you're going to have to be willing to go through it. I certainly am, you know, because after this, it's my children, right? You know, I got exactly. seven of them and I'm going to stand, I'm going to stand the fuck up for my kids. And, uh, you know, they're going to have to kill me or beat my ass and physically force me to take this vaccine because we're not doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. It, it, for me, it's, it's because of my children. Like I grew, I, I, I'm not a patriot. I, I don't like that. Are you a patriot? I'm not, I'm not patriotic for my con- country, but I've loved living in America and I've loved the freedom I've enjoyed as a kid. Like my, I had a great childhood. I want my kids to have that same experience and it's teetering on the point of they're not going to. So that's what the fight is about for me. Um, Podcasts are great. And I love that so many libertarians and, or people speaking on behalf of Liberty are getting their voice heard and that they're gaining popularity. I love that. You know, that's the first step is, is getting the message out there and it's being embraced. And I love that. But how do we get real power? Because I don't think it happens in elections and we're running out of time and we're not going to change this without real power, yeah, which is ironic co- because we're against, too. we're against power, right? Liberty wants, you know, hands power back in the hands of the population. So it's ironic that we need power, but we need power to defeat evil power. So how do right. we do that? It's going to take coalitions, man. I mean, we're going to have to see some serious grassroots movement here real soon. I mean, that's, there's no more time you know it's like it's so people got so fucking la- lackadaisical about all this over the last 18 months especially libertarians don't even get me started on how just absolutely embarrassed i am of libertarians over the last year and a half i'm embarrassed i'm embarrassed mm-hmm. literally it's the biggest letdown ever you guys are the one people in this country that are like hey we'll stand up against these things but then you spend 18 months arguing over my pri- my, my private business bro yeah like mm-hmm. I've been telling everybody, like, if the private businesses enforce this shit, it's because the government is forcing them to through threat or or coercion, and that is not okay. We have to stand up. If we have to stand up to the private businesses to to stand up to the government, then we need to do it. We need yeah. to be doing it. You know, we need to go go have a sit in. Yeah, seriously, go have a sit in. <laughs> well, what we learned is is half of libertarians don't really believe in in liberty. Well, you that I mean? too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Um, well. Yeah, it might be the government. Who really knows? It might be the government leaning on these corporations or it might be the corporations leaning on the government. It doesn't right. matter. The fact is that your freedom is being taken away by powerful people and we need to get that back. Yep. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to work with a group called um, Let Them Breathe. Like we just you're right. We got to start building affiliations and partnerships and teaming up. Right. We got, we got to team up and we got to stand together. Um, like what are you doing in your own life other than your podcast is important, right? Yeah. Podcast important to me because it's getting the message out. Also, it's a revenue stream for my family. That's irreplaceable, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, but you know, we've not complied, uh, the entire time we've lived in Iowa, even when they had the mask mandate, we didn't wear the masks. We're not going to send our kids to school in the mask. So what do you, Uh, so let me stop you right there. So our kids kids here have to wear masks. I wanted to do the same thing. I want to say, all right, we're not going to send them. Right. Wife wasn't down with that. So we're sending them. They're wearing the mask. Plus they wanted to go to school. So, so 
you lit, you pulled your kids out of school. We, we, so they just brought the mass mandate back. They're saying Monday, they have to come in mass and we're sending them and we're sending them without masks. You're sending them without masks. And and if, and if they send our kids home because they don't have a mask on, we'll pull the kids out and we'll take it to court because there is a law in Iowa, in Iowa that says, uh, you are, it is illegal to have a mask mandate, especially in, in, in public schooling. So they're going directly against the law that the legislature here in Iowa has passed signed by governor Kim Reynolds. Yeah. Um, saying that, the, you know, we didn't have to muzzle these kids anymore. So, so we'll pull them. I'll take it to court. I'll, I'll find other parents in this, in the state that want to take it to court. Cause I tell you that it's a red state, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're not, the state here is not going to, they're not going to stand for it. Um, and I'm sure Kim Reynolds will do something about it, but she takes a long time. So, uh, you know, we gotta be the, we gotta be the voice. We gotta be at the state house. I told, I, I posted today. I said, uh, you know, go to your state house. Get a bunch of people together and go down to the state house. They can't mm-hmm. stop you from going into the state house. It's not like the the national capital, right? It's the state house. Go to the state house and tell your legislators, like, yo, we are not going to put up with this anymore. We're not doing it. Change this shit now. And they they'll get to work because they don't want they're, they're going to lose their positions. You're going to you know what I mean? You're going to start seeing states completely turn over their legislature because mm-hmm. the, I'm telling you, the, the 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 normal rank and file person in this country in most places are done with this shit. We're just done. Yeah. So, yeah. So. Is, is your, is your wife on the, the Liberty train, like with the same enthusi- enthusiasm or is she my, fian- kind of- my fiance is an a- anti-vaxxer. So, okay. So yeah, <laughs> she's okay. uh she, she actually, um, she is one of the founders of informed choice, Iowa here in Iowa. That's like the medical freedom group. Like she, mm-hmm. she was one of the people who formed it. So, um, pretty, pretty cool stuff, man. And, and you know, she's, she's anti-vaxxer her personal life, but she just believes that people need, should have informed consent and, um, you know, that, that nobody should be forced to take things and religious exemptions should exist. And they should put, you know, they should mark the last vaccine, a, a, a person, a baby has had uh, before it died on their, on their autopsy report, that kind of stuff. Yes. You know what I mean? Because they don't do that. No, if you can believe that. <laughs> so. Well, you know what? I didn't know all of that about three months ago. Yeah, <laughs> I just didn't like, that's not common knowledge, but now I know that. And it's, it's pretty disgusting and infuriating. So good for you. Good for your wife for you're right when you say maybe give them everything west of Utah because I, I've spoken to you. I spoke to um, uh, what's his name, uh, Justin O'Donnell, a couple weeks ago. It's a different vibe in Iowa and New Hampshire and Kentucky than it oh, is sure. here, right? Yeah. Like trying to not not send my kids to school. I could do that. I could probably talk my wife into that, but it's pointless because nobody around us feels that way. We're not going to win that battle. It's it's. Nobody cares out here. It's just a different vibe out here. People, people are compliant. They want to force compliance and that's just the way it is. So I think, I think secession may be the only hope for this country. Right. I I agree. I really do, man. I really, really do. I I think it's, I think it's coming sooner than people think. And um, I think it's likely going to have some, some violence attached to it, man. I really do. I mean, when, when has secession not had violence? That's the unfortunate thing. All right. I know you got your show in about 10 minutes, so I'm going to let you go. I just want to ask you one final question. So 2024, Spike Cohen, Dave Smith, Thomas Massey, Rand Paul, someone else. I'm a Dave Smith guy. I'm a Dave Smith guy all the way. Um, Should that happen? Uh, I think, I think it likely most likely will. Um, But uh, I'm Dave Smith guy. I love Spike Cohen. I think he's great too. He's a good friend of mine. He was my friend before he ever ran for vice president. And, um, uh, you know, but I, I, I can't see a downside to Massey running. Right. Right. I'm, I'm a libertarian. I sit on the libertarian national committee, but man, I'd hate to see anybody have to compete with that guy. Cause he'd be amazing. 
So yeah. I'm a big Massey fan. Yeah. All right, man. Well, hey, I appreciate your time. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. We need we need your voice out there. I appreciate you. Talk to you soon yeah. again. Yeah, I appreciate you too, Matt. Thanks for everything you're doing, brother. All right. Take care. All right, man. Bye.